Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. Well, our year of Jubilee, our season of Jubilee, month of Jubilee, so it's very important we understand. Last week I spoke about I spoke about the uh, Jubilee, and I, I focus more on um, new creation realities. New creation realities means that um, so when you are in Christ, you are a new creation. When you become born again, you are a new creation. So the born again life and its opportunities as scripture teaches. So when a pastor says that I'm teaching on new creation, it means that I'm teaching on how we are born again, we are delivered, we are set free, and God has done. It's all the benefits of being God's son, God's child. It's a new creation realities. But a lot of people are in church and they don't know about the new creation realities. So last Sunday, I focused a little bit more on new creation realities in the light of Jubilee. And I spoke about how in the first place, human beings were sold under slave, slavery, according to John chapter 8, verse 34, according to Romans chapter 7, verse 14, according to Galatians chapter 4, verse 8, Titus chapter 3, verse 3, all these scriptures point us. So John 8, 34 talks about how we, he says that you are slaves to, to sins. John chapter 8, verse 34. Thank you, Jesus. Let me just, I just would like to read that for you to see it in your Bible. John 8, 34, in my Bible, it says that, Jesus answered them, verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever commits sin is a servant to sin. All right? So if you are, you commit sin, Jesus said you are a servant to sin. Other translation says we are slaves to sin. And Galatians chapter 4, verse 8, talks about how, how be it then, when ye knew not God, ye did service unto them which by nature are no God. So we were servants to things that we shouldn't be serving. And Romans chapter 7, verse 14, talks about sold under sin. So we were slaves, and then Jesus Christ comes to die to save us from our sin. God intended that he should be our portion, but we were sold under sin, and we are sold under sin, the world, and Satan. And Jesus Christ, in John chapter 8, verse 32, he says that, for you shall know the truth, if, and the truth shall set you free. Now, why would he say the truth shall set you free? to someone who is free. So that means that your liberty is a function of the, uh, of the truth. And he's trying to say that you are not free until you know the truth. So every human being, as it were, is born in captivity, into captivity. Why? Because of the sins of Adam. Romans chapter 6 verse 14, which I dwelt on heavily last week, said, for you, sin shall no longer have dominion over you, for you are not, you are no more under the law, but you are under 
grace. So once you are under grace, that means that sin shall not have dominion over you. The flip side, if you are not under grace, sin will control you. Romans chapter 6 verse 6 says that, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. That's a very interesting thing. So if you are not in Christ, you are a bona fide servant of sin. It does not matter what laws the land in which you live permit. You are a slave of sin. So when Christ comes in, you are no longer a slave of sin. Now, I related this to the, the issue of Jubilee to point out to us that Jubilee in, the, in Leviticus, when God introduced or instituted Jubilee, he told them that at the, on the 50th year, Deuteronomy, so Leviticus chapter, I think we should look at it, Leviticus chapter 25, I want to read the verse 10, 13, 28, 39, 40 to 41. Leviticus chapter 10, chapter 25, verse 10. And ye shall hallow the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land unto all the inhabitants thereof. It shall be a jubilee unto you, and ye shall return every man unto his possession, and ye shall return every man unto his family. You see, and so every man at the, in the year of Jubilee, every man is supposed to be returned to his possession, and every year is, is supposed to return to his possession and to his family. Verse 13 says that in the year of this Jubilee, ye shall return every man unto his possession. Verse 28, it says that, but if he is not able to restore it to him, then that which is sold shall remain in the hands of him, in the hand of him that has bought it until the year of Jubilee. And in the year of Jubilee, it shall go out and he shall return unto his possession. All right, so the, the Jubilee means that you repossessing what has been your right by birth. What has been your right by birth, so long as God's plan, program, allocation is concerned. And so he says that in the year of Jubilee, let everything go back to people who have lost those possessions. So if you have somebody's possession, the person has the right to come back and, and claim it. Verse, Deuteronomy chapter 25, verse 39. And if thy, thy brother that dwelleth by thee be waxed, waxing poor and be sold unto thee. Thou shalt not compel him to serve thee as a bond servant, but as a hired servant and as a sojourner. He shall be with thee and shall serve thee unto the year of Jubilee. So he can't serve you permanently. His service has an expiry date. And the expiry date of anyone sold in slavery, the expiry date is the year of Jubilee. In the year of Jubilee, you're supposed to 
be returned or you, are, you can you are, that person who has sold himself to you can serve you but not permanently can serve you until the year of jubilee so when it comes to service now we cannot serve satan permanently and jesus watch this jesus is the one who came to introduce us into our year of jubilee so when he came publicly got to nazareth his first preaching bible said in luke chapter 4 verse 18 and he said the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives to recovery of sight and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised verse 19 to preach this, let's all read 19 together. Let's preach. Let's go. To preach the One more time, please. To preach How does the Amplify put it, please? Amplify and then maybe message. Amplify says that to proclaim the acceptable, the, uh, the, the accepted, the acceptable year of the Lord, the day when salvation and the f- uh, free favors of God profusely abounds, profusely abounds. It's free favors. It's just everywhere. Ah, this makes sense for our season. Abundant grace. It's free favors. It's just, it's better than amnesty. Free favors abounding the year, the season. How does the New Living Translation and the uh, uh, New Living Translation, that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Message to announce this is God's year. That's that's the one I'm looking for. You have been in bondage for so long, but I am here to announce you that this is God's year to act. Yeah. That's 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 Jubilee. It's God's year to actually act. Well, and when God is acting, there's abundance of grace, favors, galore, favor galore opportunity galore. So you don't sit around in a season of jubilee and you don't have opportunities. Because actually, you have been released into a covenant entitlement. By covenant, by relationship with God, some things are supposed to happen for you. I release miracle babies in this house. I release miracle jobs in this house now. I release miracle possessions in this house. Miracle medical reports in this house. I release it over your life. In this season of Jubilee, it's a year of God's time to act. The year to act. God's year to act. That shall be your testimony. In the name of Jesus. Please remember, my job is to declare the word. Your job is to remove the stone and let the voice come in. Doctor's job is to prescribe. Your job is to take the medication. Your year of jubilee is now. I don't know what, is, what has been a tone in the flesh of your family. There are certain ailments or maladies that really tend not to change. But it doesn't, it does, like Paul, he said, 
a messenger of Satan was given to buffet me, and I went to God three times, and God said, my grace is sufficient. So Satan, it wasn't a threat to what God was doing. So it was left like that. But God, Paul was okay. There are other times, there are some things that may be in your life that cannot be allowed to stay. You must taste relief. If you are in all kinds, under all kinds of restrictions for so long and you take this relief, the way it feels so good, the way it feels so good, I am always thankful to God for relief. Doesn't matter what kind of, let's say sometimes you are so thirsty, so thirsty, you get water to drink, and you are relief of this stress of thirst. Ah. Or you are so tired, and you finally be able to just lie on the bed, and you feel, ah. There's something about relief. I don't know. Relief is good. It's it's good. It's good. My my daughter, particularly the younger one, she has a way of telling you, stop the car. I'm bursting. I'm bursting. I have to do a wee. I need to go now. Daddy, now. She's in the car. There's after she starts jumping the car. I need to go now. And you have to. You have to. You have to stop for the child to go. You go to a hotel, you can just go in and go and use the, the ladies or the gent because you're supposed to, by, by law, you just go and relief. Everybody needs some kind of relief. Your husband needs relief. Yeah. I'll never stop talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But many people are deceived. Some of you are living with men and husband, I mean husband, that's what I mean. <laughs> What's your business living with a man that has not married you? You are not smart. Because it will hurt you. You, you, you reduce your value in his sight. A lot of things are in your interest. But society makes it look like all you need is freedom. Like a child who says, I don't want to study. And then they say, leave the child, let them have happiness. No, you have destroyed the child's future. You have destroyed the child. No, you can't just do what you like. So please permit me to help somebody here. Men, there are most of, listen, most of women who have been hurt by men, most of them allowed the men to know them too intimately. It hurts most. I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, some they haven't been known, but they hurt. Because some men, it's like the way they are. But many women, the more you have allowed him into your life, into your person, you have opened up your life for him, the more it hurts when he steps out. The more it hurts. And usually it doesn't hurt the men like the women. Many women's biggest problem, they have aged because of this thing I'm talking about. It has a way of making you very stressful. And so next time when someone comes, even the person is not wise, it's kind of not your type, you have to, you know, reduce your standard to accommodate, and you have become so um, needy. Needy. That it can't even take advantage of you easily. 
That's why it's not good for a woman to be needy for a man. You are vulnerable. But you just step inside and go. So, but many wives are very wicked. (laughs) Wicked. I'll say it again. You are a wicked woman. You don't want me to say it. Can I say it again, husbands? If you are sitting near your wife, don't say anything, please. You are a wicked woman. But as Frank said, they say amen. But when they go, they won't work with it. (laughs) (laughs) There are some husbands who are very sad. You will do anything and everything for your son and for your daughter. Forgotten that you're a married woman. You would do anything, a lovely mother, but a worse lover. Yes, Bishop Doug has done a song on it. I'm, me, I'm his son, so I'll talk like You are sweet mama, but you are a poor lover. Sweet mama. But you are poor lover. Oh. <laughs> Bishop Doug has written a few songs. Wow. Yesterday they sang one. You don't kiss anymore. Hey. You don't love anymore. Hey. Hey. You don't hug anymore. Don't tell me now. You used to hug a lot. You used to kiss a lot. Now you don't kiss anymore. Hey. Hey. You don't hug anymore. Hey. Hey. You don't compliment anymore. Hey. Hey. <laughs> so, but all this man is begging of you is relief. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and some of them are sitting right here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Sitting right here. Me, I'm a pastor. I don't trust you. You are saying something. I don't trust you. Wow. You see them like that, innocent, but dangerous. <laughs> and they are normally very happy at the wedding. <laughs> very happy is their day. Most of them, that's all they want is the wedding. Sign it Yeah, sign it. And now you are the one in my life. You are. Give me the children. And then after, yeah, give me children. Many women, if. There's a crisis. They'll say, oh, please, let my son live. Let my the husband die. <laughs> Take my husband away. Let my son. Just <laughs> many of the men here, they are married men, but they are not happy. Oh. They are sad. They are sad. They are sad. <laughs> In the month of Jubilee. <laughs> And husbands and wife, I'm about to say something and I'll move on from there. Am I always talking about husbands and wife? Please, don't entertain the attitude of living together, uh, living apart, sorry. Mm. Don't. 
not so every month we are one week apart. No, one week is too long. Every night you must meet, you must like you must see each other. You must live together. People who don't live together, they don't know each other. And some of you wives are happy because you you are you are somewhere, your husband is somewhere. And you will never do anything. You don't care. <laughs> don't care. Don't take a job that will keep you permanently apart. That relationship will not survive, especially in these times. Oh. Ah. There are battles to press to have a peaceful marriage. It's not a gift. (laughs) It's not a gift. And if you are together at home, and for a while you haven't come together, the Bible said, come together quickly. Quickly. Let Satan will tempt you. Quickly, quickly. It's in the Bible. First Corinthians. Quickly. First Corinthians, is it chapter 11 or chapter 7? First Corinthians, it says that don't deprive, defraud one another. Defraud not ye one another, except. You, you, listen, I'm a preacher about marriage. You know, we are talking about Jubilee, isn't it? Yes. Some of you, there's no Jubilee in your house. And most of you can't wait to get married, but I can tell you are a potential danger to domestic jubilee. <laughs> defraud not one another. Do you know what it means? Cheat. Defraud. You are, you are in fraud. If you are married and you are not allowing your, your wife access to your body, or you are not, are not allowing your husband access to your body, it doesn't matter. You can say, oh, I'm, I'm waiting on the Lord. Please, please, please. It's fraud. <laughs> Defraud not one another except it be what with what? Consent. The, who give the consent? I, my, my wife said I want to do a long-term fasting. Yes. And so no coming together. It must be with my consent. Yes. I must say, okay, I think we should do it. Don't say, oh, I'm fasting, I'm seeking the favor of the Lord. Hey, 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 hey. You are are into fraud. You are into fraud. You are a froster. There are a lot of froster husbands and froster wives. Froster. Except with consent, even that one for a time. For a time. It can never be permanent. Thank you. Terms and conditions are there. For a time, that's the terms and conditions. With consent, for a time, terms and conditions. And that one, if like you say you are fasting, you see, that you may give yourself to fasting and prayer for spiritual reasons. But not for, I'm not happy because I'm not, no, no, that's not part of the, you are are, are a froster if you say I'm not happy. So I'm, I'm tired. Pastor Philip said some of the women is like, Every time they had a headache, like they have brain tumor. Every time they <laughs> But the reason why I read this, I think I would like to go towards this. I like it. And watch this. It says that, and let's read this to again. And let's go. Sorry, it's on the screen. <laughs> let's read it out. Let's go. I have come 
When? Again. And what should you do? Come together. Why? Uh, not continental. <laughs> Incontinence. <laughs> Satan will see a gap and slot himself in there. Why are you somewhere and your wife is somewhere else? God is actually not happy with you. Oh, but pastor, you don't understand. I work with the UN. And God is not happy with you. You have left a gap. It's called a Satan inviting gap. He will slot himself in seamlessly. Like you are size nine and you bought, you're like size six. You bought shoe size six. And some of us, we have even given Satan more room. You are size six, you bought size 10. <laughs> Am I communicating something? You are preaching. What's the matter what you are doing? You are too far apart from your wife. And that man, you are vulnerable. You are very vulnerable. Very vulnerable. Sister, you are not okay. You think you are, you are not okay. Because you are a husband. You are a wife. A wife means I have a legal duty to be there for somebody. There's something I'm the only one who can give her. And nobody can give her. And it is illegal for anyone to attempt to give it to her. Wow. Or to give it to him. And this thing is a regular need. Yes, yes, yes. Especially, may I say this? Oh. <laughs> forgive. forgive. <laughs> there are exceptions and dynamics. But we have to do everything possible to come together quickly. Yes, we have to do everything. Is it, I'm, 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 I'm teaching something that that's one of the reasons why your mother struggled in the marriage. That's the one reason why your father struggled in the marriage because they were always busy apart. And so there was a big wedge that was driven in between them and no one saw it because their intentions were very genuine and clean. But they didn't realize that they were inviting Satan. They created gap for Satan to tempt them. And especially when a man is a Christian, Oh, Christian men need their wives regularly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there has been this deceptive um, pro- projected image. Most of the guys. <laughs> one sister, one, one wife told her husband that who is a pastor. Pastor preached powerfully that in a meeting. People were screaming, falling. The Holy Ghost was moving like the way Benny. When they got home, he said, 
My dear, come, come, come and see something. Normally, some, they have different. I said, <laughs> 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 as the wife said, every time the husband says, come and look at something for me. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? Are you okay? Oh, I should, I should leave. And then the husband was trying to go towards his wife. He said, hey, man of God, let the church people come and see what you are doing here. Hey, man of God. Man of God doesn't drink water. <laughs> He's the spirit. <laughs> See, that's why some of us don't understand that the humanity. I was telling a certain pastor yesterday that I believe that the, um, some, a section of the church has given a false image about Christians. And we have gone silent and blanked the sexuality of people. Yes. So many people sexually are struggling in silence yes, yes, yes. and in pretense. Yeah, Monday to Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I get what I'm saying. Yeah. Most of you here, your sexual drive is wild. But you think you are a devil. You think you are a devil. Why, why, why? What is wrong with me? No, you are just normal. And the others who look they may even be stronger than you. Yes, 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 yes. Just a, when we, now you let's go for buffet. Uh, you see, somebody speaks in tongues, but if you see their plates, you'll be sure. Uh, Whilst you don't speak much in tongues, but small food. Yeah. So please, it has not got anything. It's a natural, natural human, it's human nature. Yeah. Human nature. Yes, human nature. Actually, when you are sick, then it's different. But when you are healthy, biological drive, water, food, and sex. It's biological drive. And sister, don't underestimate the need of your husband. Some of them are pretentious, so they won't let you know how desperate they are are in need. And you have also intimidated, just like your mother did, you've also intimidated him so much that in his day of trouble, he can't even come to you because... You always say, after you this all you are thinking about. 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 What should you think about? What honey has you? Some people are not happy for what I'm saying. But we live, we live, we live. A lot of people are living in pretense. 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 You behave like you don't have a libido. Pretense. And one of the things I want to do, because we have a, a large number of young people, husbands and wives, I, I, I want to always encourage husbands and wives to come together as often as possible. Come together as often as possible. It helps our church. It brings some level of sanity at home. The man's mind is clean, at least generally speaking. And freely serve God. People are coming to pray at the altar, bring offering. You can't be bothered, but you are fine. You are fine. And the more husband and wife are coming together, it does something to the wife. She knows my husband desires me. 
You turn it down and switch it off. And there have been a lot of crises in the church. A lot of crises because people are starving. And so the slightest, see, if I'm wearing a slippery shoe and standing here, I can easily slip. So health and safety is, is protection is low because people are working on uh, banana peels. When it comes to their, they are not safe at all. So by the time you see someone is just giving another person a lift and something has happened. When you hear that uh, a pastor has done this, uh, uh, one of God has done this, and you can tell when you check this, it's no part of his record. This is a decent person, genuine person, but they, he underestimated his resistance, and he thought, as for me, hmm, I'm fine. But these things will not be, you hear them in church. You hear them. Many pastors are not happy men. No. At all. Because pastors' wives, they can be very tough. Very and they expect the man. Sometimes Sunday morning, he said, my friend, my friend, we are going to church. Go. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to meet people, so I want to be free and meet people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You're a man of God. Yeah. 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 Am I communicating something? Yes, yes, yes. I know, okay. I, will, I, will, I, will, I think I should organize special meetings for these things. Yes, yes, yes. Because some of you are in a hurry to marry. But you are, you are going to cause a lot of problems. Ah, yeah. Try and ask your mom a few questions. How cooperative she was. The reason why your father was always not happy. Mm. She, she, don't let her discuss your dad. Ask her her yieldedness. It can explain a few things. Possibly your father was an unbeliever. Possibly why he had another child somewhere. I'm, I'm saying possibly. I'm saying possibly. And that, 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 that thing is still on you. Mm. You are likely to repeat it mm. and drive a man away. Say, Jubilee! Are you okay with what I'm... I, oh, I, some, those are the bad. They are not happy at all. Are, are you okay? Are you sucking in the word? Is somebody sucking in the world? <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, let, let, let me just. Wow. I don't know how I ended up in this. It's not good. All right, let me just, let me just give you these points. I won't go on all the recaps again. How did I end up in this? I relief. <laughs> because I, I think we, most people are not honest. They're not honest. And some of the guys who have given a very false front. Given a false front. That you are okay. You are not okay unless you are sick. You are not okay. Biologically, you have been wired in a certain way. And so there must be circulation of blood in your system. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> and watch this. 
the move of God is pain for these things because when people are not stable, they are, they, their drive makes them guilty or they fall into problems of sin. And you know, Satan will send Jezebel. Jezebel is not only a woman, it's a maybe. Satan will, Satan will take advantage of your sexual drive because two great things that can affect every move of God is idolatry and sexual immorality. Yeah. They go hand in hand. If you want to stop the move of God amongst the people, introduce sexual immorality. Send in the girls. It will stop it. And it goes with idolatry. Now you will not see someone worshiping idol. But materialism. Materialism. So I'm talking about the church. Outside, people outside is slightly different. Because an unsaved man is, can be very unruly. Because naturally, men desire more than one woman. Naturally. Natural, no, 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 I'm telling you, naturally. It's natural. Say natural. natural. Naturally, men desire. No one woman can satisfy a man. But then when you are born again, new creation realities, you are free from that kind of control. And the word of God is empowering you to be able to live the way God has ordered you to. So, you, but if you are those outside, sometimes, they're, 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 unless they are living in some moral environment that puts a lot of restrictions on them, but where there are no moral boundaries, like our, our beloved nation and town and generation, where there are no strong moral boundaries and it's free for all, you just, just enjoy your life, live free, and then there's, a, there's going to be a problem because the availability is so readily available. It's so readily available to have a sexual partner. It's so easy. And there's a lot of mitigating circumstances that will protect you from sickness, pregnancy, and trouble. A lot of, you can easily have enjoyment without getting into trouble. So previously, people, because of pregnancy, somebody was afraid. Previously, because of sexually transmitted disease, somebody was afraid. They are careful. But now all those ones, all those problems have been taken care of very well. So you can go for many, some of you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. We are in church, but you know what I'm talking about. You look like an angel, but your system, what you are going through is so human, you can't understand it. And sometimes you look, it makes you feel like you are not righteous enough. It makes you feel like you are not clean enough. It makes you feel like you are a hypocrite. You are not. You are just a human. Yeah. Yeah. Human. Understand human nature. Yeah. Am I, am I, am I, I was in a conference a while ago, some time ago, and the person who was preaching, spoke, 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 preach, I've said this here before, preach, 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 and he says that, hey, he says that men sometimes get attracted by women's parts, body parts. And he said, oh, the back parts. And he said, your husband, a woman was complaining, my husband likes looking at other people. And he said, listen, sister, if you fix CCTV here and you record it, by the time he comes from work, he has watched so many because he just... (laughs) (laughs) So that one, if you like put it on somebody else, you realize that that it's it's normal, okay? It's normal. So that's what the bishop told the church member who was complaining about her husband. He said, please chill out and just serve God and work with him. And because sometimes he doesn't even want to. By the time you realize, you watch it, then you remember, okay. And guess what? So the, the person preaching says that men and this thing, hey, then everybody, hey, 
Then there was an elder, elderly person who was also a senior minister. Um, I think that elderly person should be around the 80s or so. Oh, no, very elderly. He got up. <laughs> then he came to a powerful man of God. I was, I was, I was sitting, I think, behind him or something. He turned and he came here. He said, hey, he's still in trouble, so. <laughs> No, you see, he was free, yeah. but I learned something. I said, oh, so the thing is everywhere. <laughs> 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 yes, he said, hey, he said, this, this bonbon, we can trouble us all. <laughs> he was, so he, out of the laughter, he yeah. just said it to me, gave me a message, hey, they think I'm trouble. <laughs> so that's the human aspect of things. Human aspect of things. Yeah, and so if you don't, and most of us, yesterday we went out, outreach, but only God knows what you are going through. Ah. One of the brothers, he was so much on fire. He loves God. And he said that sometimes, when he was in the world, when he's on fire, he would just go and, because you can always, you can, you can always find somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they, but they're available. They are asking for. Yeah. Yeah. So, but not the ladies here. Yeah. I said not the ladies here. The ladies here are chest, are tight, are decent, are clean, are contained. So the guy said, he was telling me this. So he started praying. He said, I don't know. Suddenly a strong edge had come on him. He was he's a single, he wasn't married. The edge was so ravaging. So he didn't know what to do. Hey God, why? I won't sin. Normally, you maybe look for some images, maybe pornography, or go and look for somebody. But he said, no, I'm changed. I'm a fire. I won't. So he started. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Some of you have been there before. And maybe last night's cry, you are there. <laughs> 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 and, and he started praying. He started praying. And so he knelt down. He said, God, give me your chair, Pastor. God, help me. God, help me. He started praying. And he said, as soon as he knelt down, he was praying, God, I pray, help me. The edge is too strong. Then he said, more energy, more edge. <laughs> like Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> and he was praying. He was praying. He prayed. He said, no, I won't sin. I won't sin. And he was praying. He was praying, God, help me. He said, he didn't know what happened. Prayer makes a difference. When he came to himself, it was, he had fallen asleep and it was 6 a.m. in the morning. He was normal. Mm. And you are there condemning other people. We, we, we like condemning people. We like condemning, you are this, you are that, you are this, you are that, you are this. But I, my plea is that let's not underestimate that drive. And one, Number two, let's not fan it. Because it can easily be activated, stirred up, fanned, and provoked. And it's like a monster. People know what I'm Do you know what I'm talking about? What's that thing, eh? When it's provoked. Me, tell them, they don't know what I'm talking about. When it's provoked. <laughs> you shall have liberty. You shall have your jubilee. Oh, man. No, I have to stop. 
I'll stop. I'll stop. I was going to teach really very important about how to maximize the season of Jubilee. Sorry, I failed you. <laughs> Sorry. Anytime you see a husband and wife who live apart, know that is wrong. I don't care what you say. You are doing something wrong. You are doing something wrong. Husbands and wives cannot, must not, should not, are not supposed to live apart. One person must move. And usually, according to the order, spiritual order, it's the woman. Unless the man is wise enough, sensible enough, and knows that if, we, if she moves, it will affect us more, so I have to move. It's easier. You know, but it must be negotiation and consent. But the natural order is that, sister, move. Move. Change position. Have you removed the stone so that light can come in? You may come for prayer, but you are the cause. So when God loves you, instead of making us just pray for you, after we pray for you, he'll bring you a rhema word. Anytime you pray, God will speak to you. And for most of us here, about 99.9% or 80%, whatever percentage, God is just prepping, prepping you ahead so that you will protect your marriage. I don't know how I can survive if I'm not around my wife. I'm living somewhere and I'm somewhere, I'm somewhere. It will be a lot of, it's like swimming upstream. I may, if your wife is not, is unwell, there's a grace that comes on you. God said, my grace is sufficient for you in this difficult. So under certain circumstances, certain grace will come. But when you have allowed some things, you actually open yourself up for the enemy to strike. Your wife is not safe. Your husband is not safe. And God will hold you responsible for allowing that gap. Yeah. I think I will teach your marriage one of these days. Full marriage. Full. Because there are a few things. Some of us, you never know what your husband is doing. You are not interested in his job. You, 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 some of us, you never know what your husband is doing, where he works, who he works with. You can go so come back, okay, I was back. You actually don't know what is going on. You don't know what your wife is up to. You don't know what she's been going through. And when she asks you a question, she says, oh, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And there's no communication to know each other. And so something is festering, festering, but you don't know. Like some of us with our children. Your children has befriended a monster, but you don't know. Even the other time she was trying to say, hey, my friend said, hey, you talk too much. (laughs) So you are not making time for the key people in your life. But life, the people in your life are very important. It's not the money. Money is not the answer of, to life. So listen to them. Ladies, develop interest in your husband's interest. He likes football. You better learn how to like it. 
He said, oh, he doesn't does talk to me a lot. What does he like? He likes golf. Go and buy club for yourself. <laughs> Man, let me tell you to the end this. It's a good message. Pastor Awo and I, we are very close. Do you know, because we work together. So we are, everything that is happening in church, she knows it. Everything that is happening and everything I'm dealing with. So we work together. We, God has given the privilege of, we, it's like, let's, let me use this in a loose sense. Let's say we are, we are doing a business. It's partners in a bit. So, you know, so it makes, she's so interested in, apart from really sometimes set up, but she's so interested in, <laughs> she's so interested in the outreach. Yesterday I was, I had to be somewhere. She said, oh, what? No, no, you don't have to be at the outreach because this is an important thing for the church. And she had to go on the outreach and we were communicating, giving me, you know, we went to, she knows everything. She plans the outreach. The event, she plans it. So we work together because of that. It helps us get closer together and then we top it up later. Yeah. I think I, I only drink water. No. It's a natural, legitimate need. It's natural. I wish, I wish I was so heavenly it wasn't part of me. But it's natural. And so every now and then, um, come and look at something for me, please. <laughs> so... Get to know what your man is up to. Don't be investigating him. Show interest in what he has interest in. It makes a big difference. Sometimes husbands feel disappointed. They are trying to share something on their heart with you. You are not interested. You are not interested. You are always on the internet looking at shoes. <laughs> looking at shoes. Your husband likes hockey. And he said, no, you, your father was very much into polo. <laughs> Cricket. All right. Oh, today, what kind of preaching is this? The reason why I allow myself to go in this direction is because many people are not happy at home. Most, especially our, the, most of us here, the communities we live in, many homes are broken. Many people are not happy. It's affecting the generations. It's affecting the children. It's affecting our future. You know, but God blesses from the house, from the home. And it's good to have a good marriage. It can even prolong your life. So why don't I show you and talk about the things the enemy will use against your marriage and your domestic peace? What do you, what, what, it's not worth it if you are success, uh, successful outside but domestic failure. You don't have peace. So you, this jubilee, it will work for your home. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please let's bow our head and everybody pray. I need you to pray. You can stretch forth your hands and talk to God to help you. 
help you. Ask God for help. Ask God for help. There are things that go on in your life you can't discuss with anybody. You can't talk about it because people will misinterpret you and people will brand you negatively. Meanwhile, that's not who you are and that's not what you want to be. But you, you yourself can't. But you have to be free. He who the son says free is free indeed. He said you shall know the truth. The truth you know is what sets you free. Please, please drop out your hands and begin to pray towards you, in front of you, and pray that, Lord, I receive help. I receive help to, to build a healthy home. I receive help to bring the liberty and the jubilee into my family life, into my marital life, into my sexual life. I, br- I bring the jubilee into it. I welcome jubilee into, I welcome the blessed jubilee into my marital life, into my domestic life, into my sexual life, into my relational life. I welcome the jubilee, Lord. I welcome jubilee. I know I am needy. I know I have, I'm, I'm vulnerable. I know I've made mistakes. But Lord, from today, I welcome the jubilee. I welcome jubilee. I decree that I am free. My marriage will not be on the rocks. My marriage will not be put to shame. My life will not be put to shame because of the negative turns in my marriage. Lord, I pray for wisdom to be able to manage what has been left. The enemy has striked. The enemy has attacked my home, has attacked my children, has attacked my family. But Lord, I, be, I didn't know better. So the enemy put me into captivity. Now I've heard your word. I receive help. I receive grace to help to hold my family together. I receive grace to hold my marriage together. I receive grace to hold my children together. I receive grace to hold my relational life together and not to be reckless and not to just go according flow with the, with the tiding of my feelings, just to flow with my emotion, just to flow with my appetite. I refuse. I refuse to flow in the direction of my appetite. I refuse to give myself to, to my feelings. I refuse to give myself to the wrong dictates of my desires. Oh Lord, I pray. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. For visiting us to sustain the revival by visiting us in our family life, our domestic lives. We sit near people from Sunday to Sunday, day by day, who see us as nice and as peaceful, but don't know what we are going through in our domestic lives and our private lives. Father, we thank you that you who know have decided to visit us and to change conditions and stabilize things and give us jubilee. We thank you. Marriages in this house will succeed. Marriages in this house will do well. Marriages in this house will thrive. In the name of Jesus. We thank you. Mothers in this house who have got children, sons and daughters at the marriageable age. Lord, remember these mothers and fathers and give them testimonies of a blessed marriage for their children. That what they fought, their children will not fight. What they went through, the negative things that were targeted against them, their children will be mute against these things in their marital life and family lives. I pray that Lord, families in this church will be known to be be blessed families. Marriages in this church will be known to be blessed marriages. We thank you. 
share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at caris.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.